Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. God's given us an assignment. We are the last days body of Christ. And our assignment is to get this gospel to the world at any cost. I want to begin tonight reading something to you that Charles Capps prophesied back in 1978. Charles and I were very close friends. I first met Charles in 1973. He was still a full-time farmer from England, Arkansas. I was preaching in, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and after the service one night, a young lady came up to me and said, uh, you sound a lot like my daddy. I said, well, who's your daddy? She said, well, you wouldn't know him. Not many people do, but someday they will. And she said, uh, if I invite uh, my mom and dad tomorrow night to your meeting, you think it'd be possible for you to have dinner with them? I said, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I believe I can work that out. And I said, well, what's your daddy's name? She said, Charles Capps. Her, her name was Annette. And uh, you've probably seen Annette on the Victory Channel. And um, so anyway, Charles and Peggy came the next night. We went to dinner after the service, and Annette was right. Charles and I preached the same language. We became immediately uh, good friends. So we, we had a great relationship right up until the time he went home to be with the Lord. But in 1978 of February, in the International uh, uh, Businessmen, Full Gospel Businessmen's International Convention in Honolulu, Hawaii. Charles was given an utterance by the Spirit of God, and I'm not going to read the entire prophecy, just taking excerpts from it, but it has everything to do with what the Lord has said to me about what's coming in 2023. So I want to read a portion of this. Charles said by the Spirit of God, financial inversion shall increase. The economy shall go up and down, but those who have learned how to walk in my word, they shall see prosperity come forth in a way that they have never seen before. Yes, there is coming a financial inversion in the world system. It's been held in reservoirs by wicked men, but the end is nigh. And those, uh, those reservoirs shall be tapped and shall be drained for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. He went on to say, and you will see things that you have never dreamed would come to pass, particularly in your finances. So God was saying through Charles that there is coming a wealth transfer. Now, Charles is not the first one to say that. Solomon talked about it a long time before Charles was ever born. And there are other verses in the Bible where it talks about it. Uh, Psalm 49, you don't have to turn there, but just make a note of it. Psalm 49, verses 10 and 11 says from the Passion Translation, the brightest and best, along with the foolish and senseless, God sees that they all will die one day and leaving their wealth to others. Leaving their wealth to others. You have heard that phrase, you can't take it with you. 
okay? Now, I began to experience wealth transfer in the early, early days of my ministry. I was about three months old in the Lord, 1969. And one morning when I, when I began my uh, devotion time with the Lord, I had just shut my automotive business down and was preparing for full-time ministry. And uh, I didn't know a whole lot about the Word of God then. I, I was learning. And uh, Kenneth Copeland was instrumental. God used him to come to my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, and preached the message of faith. And it's the first time I'd ever heard anything like it before. And I was immediately attracted to it. And I thought, boy, if I'd have heard this a long time ago, I wouldn't have been running from God all these years. It is the best thing I'd ever heard. And so uh, after he left town, there was a lady who was uh, a friend of my wife's. Uh, they were prayer partners. And he had, Brother Copeland had come to the church that my wife grew up in. And I wasn't going to church much back in those days. And uh, so I would go with her every once in a while. And she asked me to go to hear this Kenneth Copeland the last night he was there. And I did. And that, that night changed my life. So this lady came to my house the next day and said, uh, I recorded all those messages that Brother Copeland preached this week. And the Lord told me to bring them to you. She had them on reel to reel tapes. She had a, a, a grocery bag full of those tapes. He was there for a week, three services a day. That's 21 messages. And she said, Jerry, if you will listen to these, they'll change your life. And I said, well, how am I supposed to listen to them? She said, you don't have a tape player? I said, no. She said, I'll be right back. So she went home, came back with a tape player that was about this big. And then with the two speakers that attached to the end of it, it's like this. You didn't carry it around like a Sony Walkman, you know. You set it on a desk or a table. And I set it up in my guest bedroom on a table and began listening to those messages. And they were changing my life. So one morning, about three months into my new walk with the Lord, uh, I, I'm just reading the, the Bible. And I came across this verse in Proverbs chapter uh, 13 and verse 20. It says, A good man leaveth an inheritance unto his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. That's talking about a financial inversion. Now, I didn't know that phrase back then, but I thought that was an interesting verse. The wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the just. Well, I knew I was one of the just now. And I knew a lot of sinners. <laughs> and so um, there's one man back, uh, back in the early 60s. Uh, I received my notice from the draft board that I was going to be drafted in, into the Army. And this is back during the, in the heat of the Vietnam War. I, was, I had just, uh, I was in college, but I, I left. I, was, I didn't want to go to college anymore. I wanted to go to work. And my dad had trained me in the automotive business and I wanted to go to work doing paint and body work. So I came home and, uh, but I, I wanted to serve my nation. But uh, Carol and I had just married. She was expecting our first child. And so I decided in order to serve my nation, I would join the National Guard. Well, just like what's happening today, uh, our unit got called up for active duty. And now I'm headed for Vietnam anyway. 
So they sent me to Fort Dix, New Jersey for basic training, AIT. And then they sent me to Fort Polk, Louisiana for additional training. And then uh, uh, we were scheduled to, to fly up to McGuire Air Force Base and then going over to Vietnam. So we're sitting in the barracks at McGuire and waiting for our orders. And so I'm sitting there, Carolyn's back home, and she's praying that I wouldn't have to go. And uh, she'd already given birth to our first child. I hadn't even seen her yet. She's three months old. And she's praying I wouldn't have to go. And so we're sitting there waiting for our orders. And the, the company commander came in and said, uh, the governor of the state of Louisiana has decided that he wants to keep one unit back here and train with the state police for riot control because the civil rights movement was going on at the same time. And it happened to be, you know, what a coincidence, my unit. Okay. So all of them that I trained with in basic AIT and further training, uh, most of those units got sent to Vietnam. Our unit was the one unit that was sent back to Louisiana and we trained with the state police. And every time there was a hurricane in South Louisiana, we'd go in and, you know, uh, keep people from rioting and all of that. Uh, and if there was a civil rights march, uh, we'd go in and, and try to keep the peace, keep the order. Some of you remember some of those uh, reels, news reels back in those days. This is in the, the 60s. And, uh, you know, uh, Kent State and all that kind of thing. And so that was what we were doing. Now, I was born on a farm in Mississippi. When you're born on a farm in Mississippi, you learn how to handle weapons as a young boy. My grandfather taught me how to handle weapons. He taught me how to respect weapons. And everything they put in my hand in the army, I, I qualified expert on. So when they sent me down to New Orleans or Baton Rouge or somewhere in South Louisiana during hurricane uh, or rioting and so forth, then I was a sniper, put me on top buildings. Thank God I never had to shoot anybody, but that was my job. So I came home and we never knew when we was going to get called up again. I might be, I might be at my, eventually I opened my own business. I might be working. I get a call and we'd have to go uh, on, on uh, duty. And sometimes we were gone anywhere from uh, four to eight weeks. And, uh, so I'm home now. I don't know how long I'll be home, but when I'm home, I'm studying the word and I'm preparing for full-time ministry. And uh, one morning, as I said, I get up and I find this verse. I'd never read it before. I'm still young in the Lord. And I thought it was amazing. The wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the just. Now, guys that I served with, most of them were heathen. They weren't born again and they tried their best because they knew me BC before Christ. <laughs> I drank with them. I gambled with them. I did everything they did as a sinner. Why? Because I was a sinner. That's what sinners do. And they knew me as a sinner. And now, you know, I come, I come, uh, uh, on a, on a uh, trip in a deuce and a half truck 
And we're all sitting in the back of it and they're all smoking, gambling, cussing, telling dirty jokes, drinking. And every time we'd get off duty, uh, I had learned a card game down in, in South Louisiana called Bure. And if you know anything about Bure, you can, you, can, you can win a ton in one hand and you can lose everything you got in one hand. And I became an outstanding Bure player. <laughs> one of the men that I went through basic with, AIT with, and, and all the other training with, he was, well, the apostle Paul referred to himself as the chiefest sinner of them all. This man was number two. Okay. He was chief of center of them all, number two. And boy, when I came to the Lord, he tried his best to get me to backslide. He did everything in his power to get me to try to tempt me to back away from all this. You know, when we were off duty and I'd be laying in my bunk, he'd bring all the guys and all their whiskey and he'd set up a card game on my bunk and put the whiskey right there in front of me. Come on, Savelle. You know you want to drink. You know you want, to, you want to get back in this. And I'd be sitting there with my Bible. And Brother Copeland had sent me an E.W. Kenyon book. And I took it with me. And I'm reading about new creation realities. Oh, it's changing my life. Changing my life. And uh, uh, so they try their best. And finally... The Lord would give me something to, to fire back at them, so to speak. And uh, uh, Bob would say, Jerry, you know you won in this game. You're one of the best Blu-ray players that we've ever played with. Come on, come on. Have a drink, get in the game. And I said, no, Bob, but uh, I'm now in the ministry and I expect the tithe off your winnings. <laughs> and they... They'd gather up all their stuff and go somewhere else. And then one time we got a, we got a, a brand new uh, uh, drill sergeant and he just got married. And we're at Fort, Fort Polk, Louisiana on Bivouac. And we're out there in the middle of the field. And I was in a 4.2 mortar platoon. And we're out there in the middle of the field, the firing range. And this, this, this sergeant loses his wedding band. He just, just come off honeymoon. He lost his wedding band. He called a ceasefire and wanted everybody on their knees searching for this wedding band. And we're looking everywhere. And old Bob raises up. And I mean, we've been doing this for hours. And Bob raises up and said, Savelle, pray that your God will show us where it is so we can go to lunch. <laughs> I said, I've already prayed, Bob. He said, you have? I said, yeah. I prayed I'd see you on your knees before this was over and look what the Lord has done. <laughs> so Bob was always trying to put me down and, you know, and, and try to tempt me, but it always backfired on him, okay? So one day, <clears throat> and, and the thing was, I, I was out in the streets witnessing. Um, I started my ministry out in the streets of Shreveport, Louisiana with drug addicts, prostitutes, alcoholics. And I'm having, I'm having miracles in the streets every day. Sheriff department, the police department wants me to come to the jails. The sheriff's department wants to send me to prisons all over the state of Louisiana. I'm having miracles everywhere I go. And Bob was interested. Every time we got together, he'd say, tell me, tell me 
what your God's doing. And I'd tell him about these miracles all. So one day, I just read this verse. The wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. I get a call and it was Bob. He said, uh, now he was from a wealthy home. His, his parents owned many businesses and he was uh, uh, the CEO of one of his father's businesses. And they were, they were a wealthy family. Bob calls me and he says, uh, can you come to my office? I said, when? He said, this morning. I said, uh, yeah, I'm not sure where your office is. He told me where it was. So I drove down there and when I walked in his office, beautiful, beautiful facility. And I told his secretary or the lady in, in the lobby there uh, who I was. So she got on the phone and called Bob and said, uh, Jerry Savelle is in the lobby. So he came out and he said, uh, I, I, I need to talk to you. I said, okay, what about? He said, last time I talked to you, I haven't slept since. He said, and I think you're responsible. I said, why do you think I'm responsible? He said, all that stuff you've been telling me is, I think it's trying to get to me. I said, well, great. I said, the word doesn't return void. Praise God. That's right. I've been sowing into your life. He said, well, I got up this morning and I, and I, and I, I had, had it strong on me. I was supposed to give you some money. I said, I don't doubt it. <laughs> he said, why do you say that? I said, well, Bob, I just read a couple of days ago that the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. I'm the just, you're the sinner. I said, now, Bob, if you don't get on your knees right now and pray for me, I'm going to wind up with everything you got. You understand? Because that's what the Bible says. And I pulled it out and showed it. The wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the just. I'm the just. You're the sinner. So you better get saved right away or I'm going to wind up with everything you got. He said, dear God, pray. And he got on his knees, led him to the Lord, baptized in the Holy Ghost, and he's been serving in a church ever since. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. In fact, I was in Shreveport, I don't know, maybe three years ago. I still have some relatives there. And I, and I stopped in a uh, uh, Cracker Barrel restaurant and we're just having lunch. And I'm sitting there all by myself. Somebody come up and tap me on the shoulder. And he said, you remember me? I said, of course I remember you. It was Bob. And I hadn't seen the man in probably 25 years. I said, yeah, I'll remember you. He said, uh, boy, I'm glad I got saved because God's really been blessing me and I don't want you to have it all. <laughs> but here, I got you an offering anyway. So I began to experience in 1969 wealth transfer on a small level, okay? But it wasn't the last time that happened to me. I've had it happen several times back in those early days. God was showing me that, that this, this is not just a scripture that God couldn't think of anything else, so he just put this in there. It's prophetic. The wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the just. Now, that doesn't mean that God's going to give it all to you so you can squander it on your lust. Let me try this side of the auditorium. Got no response over there. He's not going to give you this wealth so you can squander it on your lust. He's forgetting the gospel, how, praise God. 
And we're seeing that right now. If this church wasn't blessed like it is, and you didn't have a pastor with a vision, then there'd be a lot, of, lot more people in the state of Florida hurting now, but because you're blessed and he has a vision and <laughs> prosperity has come, what are you doing with it? Helping a lot of people. Amen. And it's not over yet. Woo, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And if there are any sinners in the house, you better get saved or I'm going to wind up with all you got. I remember uh, there in, in, I lived out on the south side of Fort Worth uh, when I, shortly after I'd moved there and working with Brother Copeland. And I had to drive down I-35 back into town, toward town. And there's a major brewery, Miller's Brewery on I-35. And I had to drive by it every day. And when I'd drive by it, I'd roll my window down and I'd just shout out of my car. The wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the just. I'd roll my window up and go on about my business. And when I'd come back home, I'd roll the window down on this side. The wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the just. And one day I come home from a meeting and my in-house accountant said, Brother Jerry, we got a strange offering today. I said, really, tell me about it. She said, well, we got a check from Miller's Brewery. And first I thought it was maybe uh, an employee who had gotten saved or something and just endorsed a check and sent it on into the ministry. She said, no, it's a check written from Miller's Brewery. And of course we were known back then as Jerry Savelle Evangelistic Association. And it was a, a wonderful offering. <clears throat> so I started driving by there twice a day. God's given us an assignment. We are the last days body of Christ. And our assignment is to get this gospel to the world at any cost. And if you've never been to the world, you don't know what it costs. Amen. I preach all over the world. It's costly. So I said, oh, that, that clinic you built in Kenya, it, it, in a third world country must not have cost that much. That tells me you never built one. It cost a ton and we paid cash and we got doctors and nurses from ORU over there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But what we've got to do in these last days is going to take more money than you and I have ever thought of. And it's not going to be put in the hands of selfish, self-centered, single-minded Us for no more attitude. It's going to be in the hands of people who are visionary. People who have a heart for souls. People who have a heart for missions. People who have a heart for hurting people. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now listen to this once again. Psalm 49 verse 10 through 11 from the Passion Translation. The brightest and best along with the foolish and senseless. God sees that they all will die one day, leaving their wealth to others. Well, he's already said in Proverbs, it's laid up for the just. Even if all that wealth of the sinner is passed down to their own families, 
and passed down to their own families. And it's passed down again to their own families. Eventually, the Amplified says, it'll end up in the hands of the righteous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, that is me he's talking about. Praise God. Now, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 11 says this, wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished. Well, that's how most of the wealth of the sinner has been gotten. Vanity means pride, conceit, arrogance, vain pursuit. The Amplified says, wealth won ungodly will dwindle away out of the hands of the wicked. And where is it headed? In the hands of the righteous. Did you know that your harvest is crying out for you? What could you do right now if you received a hundredfold return on every financial seed you've ever sown? Today's special offer, the Maximum Level Package, contains Jerry Savelle's brand new prophetic message, 2023, the year of the maximum, the highest level attainable, and his revealing book, Principles of Supernatural Increase. Every seed you've sown is meant to produce a harvest. That harvest wants to be in your hands. In this package, Jerry teaches how to increase supernaturally, how to believe for a hundredfold return, how to grow to a higher level of faith, and the two cries of the harvest. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Maximum Level Special Package. Discover how to walk in a new season of Maximum Harvest. Average and mediocre doesn't have to be the norm. Order now and move into the Maximum Level this year. Listen, if you enjoyed today's message, be sure to join me again next week as we continue this study on the prophetic word that the Lord has given me for 2023. Maximum results, the highest level attainable. Let me read something to you that Jesus said in the 15th chapter of John in verse 8. He said, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Bearing much fruit means that you uh, reach the highest level attainable. And notice it pleases God when you do so. So how many of you want to please God? I certainly do. So reaching maximum results and the highest level attainable is one of the ways that we bring glory to God. Not only that, but it makes God look attractive to the people who are looking at us. When you are experiencing maximum results, people are going to notice and they'll be asking, how are you doing this? And you'll be able to tell them it's the God you serve. So I want to encourage you, determine right now, make a quality decision that you're not going to settle for anything less than God's best. Amen. 2023, the year for maximum and the year for the highest level attainable. That's the, the title of our new CD series, 2023, the year of the maximum and the year of the highest level attainable. Three CDs that will take you into a rich study that I know you will enjoy. And I believe once you listen to it all the way through, you're going to turn around and listen to it again and again and again. Right along with it, my book entitled Principles of Supernatural Increase. If you're going to experience maximum results, then I assure you, you're going to experience right along with it, supernatural increase. These items are available to you. If you'll just contact our uh, ministry, go to our website, jerrysavelle.org, or you can look on the screen right now and all the ordering information is there and it's available to you. So let me encourage you to place your order 
uh, right away so that we can send it to you and you can get these in your home and begin to read and to listen. And I'm telling you, I know your faith is going to go to another level. And speaking of faith, you remember this. The Bible tells us that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Your faith will overcome the world. I'll see you next week. 